Hello everyone and welcome to this week's midweek podcast from Villa Presbyterian Church. We come together uh, through this time in Jesus' name to know of his great promises and to know of the living hope that we have in his name. As we begin this episode, let me read these words from Psalm number 9, verses 1 and 2. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonders. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. He is the one that we turn to through these days. He is the one where we know our living hope is found. And as we continue through this episode, we're going to be looking at Psalm 42, a very familiar psalm to many of us, as we continue to think of the living hope found in Jesus' name. As we do that, let's come to God in prayer first of all. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day that you are the God who will guide and direct us, the God who sustains us through all that we may face, and the one where our living hope is found. The one in which when all things in this life come to an end, you will stand. And we thank you for this. We thank you for that awareness, Lord, of your power and glory. We thank you that this is all possible in the name of Jesus. That he is the one, Lord, who has brought us to you. Jesus is the one who we can depend on in life. That it is not up to our own selves, it's not up uh, to what we may be able to do for ourselves in life. But we know the beauty and the joy of Jesus working in us. And we thank you for this. Lord, we come before you uh, at this time, recognising many pressures in life. Recognising how easy it can be to have busyness take over our lives. And Lord, we seek you. We look to understand the things of you. Help us, Lord, to put that front and centre in all that we may do in life. Lord, come uh, to uh, come uh, to us this time, we pray. Help us to know that beauty of Jesus and the joy of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, we pray. And we ask these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, just before we come to our scripture reading, a message for this episode, we're going to listen uh, to a city of light, uh, praise grace, sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family. Tribe and nation has called my heart to. 
Well, please turn with me uh, to scripture reading this evening, taken from Psalm 42, quite a well-known uh, psalm, and we're going to be looking at it a little bit later this evening. But let's read Psalm 42. The title on this psalm is For the Director of Music, a Miskel of the Sons of Korah. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. My Saviour, and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount uh, uh, Misar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Here we end the reading of God's word to us this evening. There is a lady called Diane Langberg, who has a PhD, she's a psychologist, and her expertise is coming to survivors of trauma and helping them through it. And she has these words uh, that she uh, wrote in one of her books. When you sit with a griever, your work is to be with them where they are, not drag them out where you are more comfortable. When you sit with a griever, your work is to be with them where they are, not drag them out where you are more comfortable. 
That story I told you at the start, I wanted to be out in that field, yet my brother needed care. He needed to be looked after. And as we come before this psalm this evening, we recognize someone in great need, someone who is really in despair and depressed. And the psalm doesn't take them away from that place. We know the Psalms, don't we? They are what we call our songbook of life, that we come to them recognizing that in every situation that we may face, there is a Psalm for that situation. And really, this Psalm, where it starts, it finishes. The person is in the same situation that they were before, but they're able to express their hurt to God. They're able to express what they need in this situation also. For as you read through the psalm, God seems absent, and his enemies are persecuting and mocking him. He is disappointed in himself. Nothing seems to be going right. He calls on God for help, And there's no definitive turn to confidence and joy or praise at the end of the psalm. But there is an anticipation of as such once what God does for him. Just look at verse 1 as you start. Words that I'm sure will drip off our tongue. We know them so well. As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. The image is fueled by the feeling of a divine absence in the midst of attack of others. It seems so much worse, doesn't it? Because this person knows what God can do. When you have had something and it's taken away, it makes it feel so much worse, doesn't it? You hunger for it so much more. The image is not the sentiment of a person who has a satisfying relationship with God, that he wants to go deeper, but rather it is an expression of someone who feels abandoned by God, someone who once had that great relationship and wants to get back to that place again. As the psalmist uh, contemplates his condition that he's in, He goes back to those good old days when his relationship with God was positive and beneficial. He remembers how he used to go to the temple and experience the joy of praising God with the community of believers. The term festive points to a religious high point in the calendar when people would team into Jerusalem and the sanctuary and pour out their exurban joy towards God. Such a memory would enhance his emotional pain as he's compared to his present sadness with past joy. And then we come to verse 5, where we have the first of three repetitions of a verse. And they serve as a refrain in this, in this psalm. We see him speaking to himself. He asks a question in this emotional state. 
He asked that question, why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? He knows what needs to be done. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. He wonders why he is so depressed. He urges himself to hope, to envision a time when his relationship with God will be restored. He will indeed one day praise God again. He recognizes that this time uh, will be uh, come to an end. Verses 6 and 7, we see him looking back again at his present situation. He urges himself to remember God this time in a positive sense. But note also a distance from God too. He remembered God from a distance, from Jerusalem and the house of God, the temple, where God makes his presence known in a special way. But the psalmist is not in Jerusalem at this time. We see the pictures of the heights of Hermon and the Mount Mesbar, a great distance away from Jerusalem. We don't know why he is separated from God by this physical distance. But the language of physical distance is a metaphor again of a spiritual distance that he feels far from God. The psalmist used water as a metaphor to express his desire for communion with God. And the picture of a stream of water supplying his need is quite different from the image of water in verse 7. The roaring waterfall is a powerful and dangerous. These waters have waves that sweep over the psalmist. The waters represent the chaos of life that threatens to overwhelm him. But again, we see then in verse 8, he has a sense of what God can do. By day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is within me. He prays to the God of his life. God directs his love towards him. In this passage, he uses the word hesef that indicates God's covenant loyalty to him. And then he asks the question, as he recognizes who God is and the God that he knew was in so close contact with him, he asks that question that anyone would answer or would ask in times of despair, in times of feeling distant from God. Why? Why has God abandoned him? He goes to the picture again of pain in his body. He also recognizes a sense of people taunting him. He asks the question, where is God? And then verse 11 we see that third refrain again. It articulates the psalmist's pain while also expressing a longing that a sadness will be transformed into hope. 
Just look again then at the next psalm in Psalm 43. And the last verse of this psalm, we see the same refrain happening again. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. These psalms are connected. They are uh, recognizing many situations that we find ourselves in. They're what called lament psalms during uh, a time of difficulty and hardship. The psalmist knows that uh, they're not going to get out of the situation quickly, but he is recognizing God is there with him. In Psalm 30, uh, 139, the psalmist uh, says these words, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise in the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Even in the depths of the psalmist that he finds himself here in Psalm 42, he recognizes that God is there with him. He recognizes a sense of God being with him throughout. Christians, we, as we come to this passage, knowing the power of Jesus, we read this psalm recognizing that we can enjoy an intimate communion with God through Jesus wherever we are. There is a longing sometimes for God to adhere's longing for refreshing water. But just notice uh, when we turn to the life of Jesus. For one example, in John chapter 4, where Jesus tells the Samaritan woman that whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. And then again in John chapter 7, we're speaking of the Spirit. Jesus tells the crowd, let anyone who's, who's thirsty come to me and drink. Here we recognize a God who will be with us. He might not bring us out of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. But just like that lady says at the start, he will sit with us where we are and minister to us as we come to him. There are many situations that we would love to change straight away in our lives. But sometimes... The only answer is to continue on through them, knowing that our God is with us, that where our hope is, it will never change, that our God will continue to be there. And even when we don't feel like it, even when we find ourselves wanting to do exactly the opposite, we will praise him, for we know that he is our saviour, and our God. The Lord Jesus would have prayed this psalm 
and by it he would have preached faith to himself. And so we too, as we experience the same tensions, may do the same through the psalm, recognizing that he is the one who is faithful throughout all that we may face in life. Let us come to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, how difficult sometimes it feels when we experience sorrow and hardship, when we experience hurt in our lives, how difficult it is to lift our head and praise you. But Lord, we recognize that is what we need. That is what we want to understand more and more that our hope is based on you, that in the name of Jesus, in any circumstance that we may face, we may yet praise your name. Lord, we thank you for this. And we pray that we may know that real sense of your presence with us in all that we may do. And we ask these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen.
That last item of praise, great is thy faithfulness. What a wonderful hymn that is uh, to express our hope in the Lord Jesus and to remind us again and again of the faithfulness that we find in our Creator. We're going to co uh, close uh, our podcast now as we come to God in prayer for others, as we always do through uh, the, these episodes we look to come to God with the many needs of our own lives those around us and even in the world so let us come now to God in prayer Heavenly Father we give you thanks that we may know our needs being met in your glorious and loving name Lord we thank you that you are a God who speaks so powerfully through your word and Lord, that as we recognise this, we recognise a power that is greater than all that we can muster, that will take on all that we may face in life. And Lord, we want to bring before you, we want to bring before you the needs of our, our lives through these days. We pray, Lord, for those who we know are going through great difficulties at this time. Lord, we pray for those in hospital at this time. Asking, Lord, that they may know of your hand upon them in all that they may do. Help them know, Heavenly Father, of what it means to trust in you. Lord, to know uh, of your promises and your goodness in all that they may do. Help them know, Heavenly Father, of what it means, Lord, uh, to seek and to follow you through these uncertain days. And Lord, we want to lift up before you our young people through these days, recognising the many changes that are happening in our world and in our society. But we ask, Lord, that they may have that great awareness of your sovereignty, of your love before them, that they may know that you, Lord, are the one to be trusted in. You are the one they, they can turn to and never be disappointed. Lord, we lift up before you our families in these days, recognising much pressure uh, on a working life, recognising much pressure on many different things that are happening uh, around our society. And Lord, we pray for protection for the family circle. We pray for protection for the opportunity to take time together as a family. And Lord, we thank you that we come together, Lord, in your name. That we may know, Lord, of what it means for you to bring us together and to protect and guard us, Lord, we pray. And Lord, we also, we want to lift up before you those who we know in our world caught in conflict at this time. Many, Lord, who we know who are dealing with their worlds being turned upside down, they have been driven uh, from uh, their livelihoods, in some cases even driven out of their own country. And so, Lord, we pray that they may sh truly find shelter in your loving hands, that they may know what it means to, be, uh, that to have you as their fortress in life in all that they may face. For Heavenly Father, 
There are many, Lord, many things to be afraid of in this world. There are many things, Lord, that will give us a sense of anxiety uh, and fear. But Lord, you have told us, as your followers, as those who place our trust in you, that we need not be afraid, that you have overcome this world. And we thank you for this. We thank you, Lord, that you are the God who we can trust in and not be disappointed. You're the God who can continue to guide and direct us even through great uncertainty. The one, Lord, who we may know real and lasting hope in in all that we may do. Lord, we thank you for this. We thank you for the promises of Jesus. And Lord, we leave all these things in his gracious and loving hand. Amen. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. May you know the rich blessing of Jesus working throughout your life this week. And we close together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us this day and forevermore. Amen.